When it's time to write, you need to be able to focus on the words and nothing else. Arc Studio understands how screenwriters think. They've created screenwriting software that doesn't distract with an overloaded interface. Say goodbye to archaic, outdated screenwriting software and say hello to advanced story-building features, industry-standard automatic formatting, and stress-free collaboration tools that are as easy to use as Google Docs. ArcStudio is already being used by beginners and professionals alike, such as the team behind the Netflix show Arcane and David Wayne, writer-director of Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models, plus all of us here at Midnight Riders. Join the thousands of screenwriters who have already made the leap. Arc Studio offers a completely free plan, and you can also get $30 off the pro plan if you visit the link. It's in the show notes, but I'm going to spell it out for you right now. It's A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O, that's Arc Studio, slash The Midnight Writers. That's 30 bucks off. I repeat, $30 off for visiting Arc Studio, A-R-C-S-T-U-D dot I-O slash The Midnight Writers. Every year, NYC Midnight hosts a high-speed, short-form screenwriting competition. For each round, you are given a random genre, theme, and character that you must incorporate into a short screenplay in a very small amount of time. My friends and I tackle it each year to varying results and degrees of success, and we document our journey via this podcast. This is The Midnight Writers. Episode 5, Round 2, Fight! All right, so Keith, you made the second round. You were in a group that was drama. What were your prompts? Uh, a wake-up call and a nutritionist. A wake-up call and a nutritionist. Yeah, so from round, from, round, from round one to round two, I went from a, a cosmetologist to a nutritionist. Yeah, very hyper-specific, you know, pyramid mm-hmm. scheme sort of uh, uh, lifestyles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what What were your first thoughts when you got those? I know. I know. Uh, drama I wasn't your jam. You were just like, no. Oh. And it's really. I mean, the problem with me, like, I was not happy with this because of the fact that I think usually drama has a certain tone to it, and I don't think Dramatic. that. Well, <laughs> I, I and, and and I don't think that most of my uh, my dialogue portion of writing stuff usually is not suited for like dramatic it's a it's i tend to think i get a little more sarcastic and 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 comical at times maybe, well maybe I mean, that's just my drama too yeah but well but i lean into i don't i usually don't have a lot that's not where i'm trying to write some kind of like witty like little one-liner in some place um so I, I i was like all right well i at least i have a challenge of writing something that i'm not 100 percent comfortable with uh sure. much much rather than political satire the first time i tried this and was like really struggling to work with that that first year um uh, as much as i was worried i found this to be a very casual writing experience for me that's good um i don't think i spent a lot of time actually typing stuff up I, i i thought a lot of it through in my head um so once i started putting things together especially when uh the the second chunk of it is is very dialogue heavy so I just really had to work out how I got to how I wanted my ending to set up. 
mm-hmm. um, and make sure I had that and was able just to fill in the rest with the basic thoughts that I had of, of uh, you know, basically it's a story about a guy who's questioning, you know, he, he learns that his, the company that he works for is kind of shady and he's supposed to be pitching a product and decides that uh, he gets a wake up call and decides to kind of shaft the entire company uh, over it because he's, you know, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't know if it's shit. Well, I guess it would be shafting the entire company, but it's more about personal salvation yeah. more than anything else, mm-hmm. which is good. I think. Yeah. And so I, it, it came a lot easier to me to write it all. Now I'm not, I'm not in love with the final product overall. I like it. I mean, it's, I, I like everything that I've written so far. Uh, I, I'm not sure it's the strongest thing that I put together. But I also, you know, as as I mentioned the, the last time we were talking about feedback, like apparently I won, I won my heat, and I'm just I I think I was still just rolling on that through the entire weekend. I think of you like too. just like <laughs> it's it's more than I could have ever asked for on this, uh-huh. and so I was like, anything I do now, a I've written another screenplay, and I'm I'm you know I've already gotten better than I thought I w- would have done you know previously. I agree. You know, yeah. Keith, I think every script you've written has been better than the previous. So take that for whatever you think it's worth. Uh, I, I, f- I feel that each one that you've written or each year has gotten better. Uh, and, and I don't know. I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah. I, that's, I'm supposed yeah. to improve each and every year. And you take the feedback, you take a little more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and work towards it. I mean, I, you know, the previous year when I didn't make it past first round, like I really enjoyed the characters that I wrote sure. for that one. Um, the one that I did for the first round, you know, I, I liked how I just went a little nutty with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Phil and I, we were going back and forth a, a bit over the weekend of since we're both in this and we're like, all right, uh, drama, wake up call yeah. nutritionist. There's 25 people or whatever in our group. 10 of them are going to do a hotel with a wake-up call. Yes. <laughs> uh, 10 of them are going to do a health scare where the nutritionist gives a person a wake-up call. And then five are going to just be like out, just something completely out just there. Random. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I almost considered seeing if I could write like another quick eight pages of something. Completely Jesus like, Christ, shut the fuck up. No, just like something completely bonkers to see where I could go with. He was flexing Saturday night, being like, hey, I, I I out this thing I'm I've known do. Keith for a long time, and I guarantee when he got that first place, he did his, I just made three shots in a row at pool strut around his house. <laughs> He's just, that's right. He's doing like the Ric Flair, nope. you know, walking down the hall. Nobody, Woo, you know. Nobody's nobody's around. I'm just going to, yeah. I, I, and and I was I was so happy for first him because he had place, that. Keith, take the garbage out for the last time, you know, like yes. you're completely knocking him down. No, yeah. I just want my heat. You take the garbage. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's that's why I was so happy for you because I knew you were going to have that moment, Keith. And I could picture it in my head and it made me smile. And uh, I was so happy for you. But for you to say, I was thinking about just knocking another eight pages, and that pisses uh, me off. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I because I was like I and that's I wouldn't be something that I would I didn't think I could actually get it done. But I was like, what's the craziest concept I could come up with here? 
and because I, I again I wasn't hundred percent sold on on the strength of what I turned in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what's the craziest thing that I could come up with? Um, I mean, I sent you guys a short little trailer for the nutritionist. Oh yeah, the Liam Neeson um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and I and and even Phil was like, he's like, there's no way you'd get more than three pages done. I'm like, I'm wordy. I get five at least. Yeah. Um and and I was like that just the idea of what's the what's the silliest concept that somebody could come up in this group that we have? Because again, I think it's going to be pretty split between the health wake up call and a hotel wake up call. Yeah. But I think then it comes down to, and I hate to say this because we just talked about last, last episode and how it's like, well, you know, it's about the story. I think it comes down to the, the, the technical savvy of it all. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think that becomes because like the, the first round is, is like separating the wheat from the chaff, and now it's like getting the the actual like right yeah grain, I right? I mean I would not have been able to put something technically uh together uh on that last day, but I was like man this is yeah. just and now I'm because usually because each of the rounds that we've done like and and even in the first year like I tried to find something that fit the parameters but wasn't right on mm-hmm. wasn't like right on it and. And this one, I was like, well, it's a wake up call, I guess. So, I mean, I have a a, a, a literal wake up call and a figurative wake up call mm-hmm. that are both you there. Both. You got uh, two you know, wake up calls. Yeah. So I was trying to make sure I, you know, I wanted something that wasn't going to just be, I guess, direct. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't going to just be, uh, you know, a, a, the direct path. But at the same time, I, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, the the term drama, I really have trouble getting around the fact of like. Again, it's a, it's think, a mental block. I get. I know. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I had the same thing. I mean, I, I pulled up. I was like, "All right, top dramas of like the of the two thousands, and the Dark Knight comes up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, I guess I don't, I don't picture that as a drama, but I guess so. Yes. You know what's wild about like their genres that they choose? They choose drama as one, but like Keith and I, we, you, you and I, we both had suspense in the first round. Mm-hmm. And to me, suspense is dramatic. Yes, uh, suspense is more of a feeling, <laughs> not than a genre, right? Like I get that. Like a thriller is suspense. A, dr- a drama can be suspense. You did like a horror bend, so the horror is suspenseful, right? Now drama is just drama, and you could have done anything. You do them like drama in space, you know, or whatever. It yeah, I'm, anything. Yeah. Um. Also, like when they tell, like if you go to their genre descriptions again, I think we may have touched the base on this in the first round. They're very like this is some ex- explanations. Oh yeah, like, they're twenty-year-old oh. movies that they give examples yeah. of. Like okay, could you guys maybe just give a list of like twenty and not like because they even give you a list of like I think a couple books that fall under each one too. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this isn't a book writing contest. This is a, <laughs> yep. <laughs> what movies are you guys looking at or thinking and Especially because then if I look it up and I see a bunch of movies and I'm I'm questioning whether I like I wouldn't have categorized them as drama or something like that um, in my mind. But yeah, I think Phil, you say it, but it's a bit of a mental block. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get yeah. around, especially if like you know most of my, especially the dialogue, half of my stuff, I try to tend to be a little more jokey with, and I'm like, well, drama is supposed to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. Well, you know what's what's funny? Like for my first round, and I had that same thing. Not with genre but with that that proxy marriage and i hate bringing up proxy marriage because it 
it's like i'm not complaining about it but it, it really it's like it just sticks in your brain and you're like how am i gonna do anything with this yeah and then it then it becomes all you can think about and then then you're mm-hmm. focusing on the wrong things, right? Like I was focusing on proxy marriage and you're probably stuck focusing on, on like, well, this isn't dramatic enough, right? <laughs> like, so yeah, I, like, I was I get like, that. wake up call nutritionist. Cool. Got it. No problem. Uh, man, this doesn't seem like they're being this very is a drama, yeah. right? Like not, you know, dramas don't have to be stoned face for 90 minutes, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's moments of levity, you know? <laughs> so but like in, again, I think in their description, like part of it does say like you know something with like a you know somebody having a moral uh, conundrum or something like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, all right, we got to get this guy to have like a like it, like really amping it up. And Phil, you helped um, a lot with your feedback of my original version. There's a conversation with the guys like, oh, this okay, is good for yeah, you, remember, you're yeah. getting the promotion. Be good for you and my daughter. So we have to reveal that he works for his father-in-law. And 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 that child that's on the way, and Phil Phil, you said break it, just, that it, up it was a bit. like three things that heightened it like right in a row, yeah. And and it just it seemed like it almost, uh, and I I don't mean this is like a dig, but it almost felt like comical, like if you were watching an SNL parody of a drama. <laughs> Where they would they would heighten it to like ridiculous heights, right? Yeah, right. But it's like you move that baby thing to like the next conversation, and it 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 leveled it out. Uh, I think a lot more, especially in like in the final version. I have is it's just a quick little line at the end, like so. And how's baby? How's and he, baby? Is there yeah. kicking? And then it kind of fades out um, of that scene. And you know, and you also run, you know, and and you get the and I'm hoping it comes across well that like you get the whole vibe of like the, you know, his wife, you know, she's listen to my dad. He runs the company, you know, you know, she's kind of pitching the same thing. This is great for us. You know, dad's put you in this position. It's great. And he really has to come to terms with like, what he's going to do is not going to just mess up his, is not just going to mess up like issues for the company. I mean, it could really ruin his entire marriage and everything else there's like real stakes in it yeah yeah and um you know and i was worried that you know i have a thing you know he gets out of bed and then everything comes crashing down right where he's laying i was like man is that gonna seem a little silly like is that gonna seem a little a little you know comical that you know he's you know almost died but he got out of bed just in time from this other wake-up call i was a little worried about that but at the same time i it's like it really kind of pays off to where i want him to be at the end i think it played yeah. yeah i really liked your script keith i think you did a fine job with it i think you hit the dramatic tone for sure and i think you hit all the hit the, all the prompts with uh, uh with uh, you know laser precision i think on that like there's no doubt about those things yeah the, and as we've discussed before about some of like how how like how nitpicky do they get over stuff like yeah you know in round one i had a I had a cosmetic salesperson, not a cosmetologist. Okay. Well, they don't know that. And, and, and in this one, it's a marketing guy for a nutrition company. He's not the actual nutritionist himself, but it's, I feel like that's nicely umbrellaed into their, their descriptions of what they're, of what they're looking for. Like that it doesn't have to be. And they have no idea. The people judging don't know what your first round was. So mm-hmm. you could have technically made another, you know, door door salesman and been fine. 
I didn't think about it. Yeah, this is the yeah. sequel. No, I think you did fine, Keith. I think you did a did a nice job, and and the fact that you, I, I'm always I'm amazed at both of you actually that are able to just cranked out those eight pages. Jesus Christ! I I guess this is my segue into me. Uh, so I got fantasy, which is very not fantasy. By, by the tale. way, by the way, very Derek, before you you've known me uh, for a very long time, mm-hmm. we do podcasts together. Uh, me cranking out a bunch of dialogue uh, in a very quick, quick amount of time should I seem. I mean, I'm very wordy. I talk a ton oh, all the no, time. I, to people. I, I get all those things, and I mean, it, it still doesn't make it any less impressive. <laughs> I, I I like writing, but I hate it at the same time. It's so time consuming and difficult for me. Uh, and I have all the ideas. It's just hard for me to get on paper the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have fantasy. I had fantasy last year. And this year I had fairy tale, which is fantasy adjacent in many ways. Uh, hyperactive and caveman. Uh, my first challenge was trying to figure out what the hell fairy tale meant. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, To me, it's just like. Yeah, everybody, when you say fairy tale, oh, yeah, yeah, I think think of fairy tales. There's Cinderella, Snow White, those things. Like, you think of those things, but, like, what are those? What is a fairy tale, right? And then I pulled up, like, a list of the best fairy tale movies. And, like, you know what's on there? Cinderella, Snow White, uh, Tangled. Like, this person made a list. Number two was Black Swan. And uh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, that's a fairy tale movie i'm like well, i need to go rewatch and i don't remember yeah i had a real hard time my first 24 hours were wrapping boy and and that's the thing about these contests like the last one i had eight days so i spent three wrapping my brain around you know like what it is to be a suspense movie right <laughs> like like i had a real hard time with it and then this one I was like, well, it's a fairy tale. I spent 24 hours trying to wrap my brain around fairy tale. And then I found this website that had all these things. And I was like, oh. And I, I typed up and I printed out a paper. I was, I was like, okay, this is what I need to follow. O- ordinary into extraordinary. Fairy tales are always about like a person, a normal person going into a fantastic situation. Evoking wonder. Retellable. This is the one that got me because, like fairy tales, they all have elements that are retold over hundreds and hundreds of years, and they get rehashed in like Alice in Wonderland. The idea of following something down a hole like exists in all sorts of stories. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, there you go. I can like lean on giants, and there's rules to your world, and then like having meaning." And it's like, okay, so what is this? So. I- I feel good about what I wrote, but I, I'm going to tell you what it undulates between like, I'm really proud of it to I'm, I don't think I did it right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even kidding. And uh, I had this story and I, and I had written this out. So one, the notes that I got from last year for fantasy, cause I was like, well, I'm going to make a fantasy story. I'm going to make it something my kid can read. I'm going to make it about a kid, you know, going to school. And the notes I got were like, boy, you should have all the stuff you did in the first three pages. If you could have cut that down to either none <laughs> or like half a page and really started the action after there. So we could see more with these other characters. 
and it made me realize it's like, yeah, all right. So I only got eight pages. I got to really cut to the quick on everything, <laughs> like just be real on point. And I had five-ish pages written. And uh, for you guys are both familiar with my story. And at, at the end of the fifth page, they were leaving uh, Marm, the giant grizzly bear's den. And that was at the end of the fifth page. And I was like, oh, I only got three pages left, and I have all this other stuff I want to do. And so I just started chopping. And I was like, so I had this story about this kid, Daniel, and he was his parents were divorced, and that's where he had a lot of uh, anger issues from that. And, oh, he was also into to skateboarding and extreme sports. I was trying to really break down this character, trying to explain why he'd be able to to be launched off the back of a running bear with balance. You know, I was trying to think of all these things that would pay off in the end, but ultimately just spent so much time up top. And I was able to cut down so much like that. That first draft I sent you guys that was still missing, like my pay, a page in there was after I cut out about four pages <laughs> and like, and like cut down then Keith, you were like, Oh, you know, if you need to cut these descriptions down, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, you don't even know what my first, and, my draft was before this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, yeah. I know I need to cut these down. And I ended up turning what was probably two pages into one. I got everything down from like, I got rid of all the other subcontext of divorced and maybe he doesn't get along with his mom to, yeah, he's just a good kid, but he followed a, a hyperactive hummingbird right down, down a rabbit hole, uh, down to one page. And I was like, Oh, I think I'm doing okay here. <laughs> and then, and then I got all the way to the motivation, like, he doesn't have any, there's no conversations. There's nothing. It's a lot of action things happening, people reacting to action. And hopefully this is the part that I'm worried with. And I don't know if I was able to get the thoughts across just via action. Like I, I hope I did, but we'll see. I'm knocking on wood. I'm feeling confident now that I just said that out loud, but I'll, I'll be unconfident again in about 45 minutes. I, I think it's, I think it came across really well. It maybe just didn't come across as big as you had wanted it to, because you had to cut everything down so much. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I mean, it, again, th from your lens of like, man, cut, cut, cut. Phil and I don't get to see how much you cut out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and I thought that, you know, especially like the first draft that you had sent out. As I read it, I was like, oh, I I picture the whole thing here, like the riding along on the bear, getting to see like you know everything kind of the trees kind of moving, you know, or uh, you know, kind of lessening and seeing the mountains in the background. Uh, even like whole visuals of like how like you could see like you know the whole story about the the king and everything like that. Um like when the caveman was like explaining like what was going on um, in your first, I, I got very clear visions of like how I would see that on all the stuff happening on the screen. Oh, that's good. And, and also the fact that like in eight pages, you went from a kid in his bedroom to a whole world. And you were able to like easily like show that whole world in, 
like within the first two pages, you like, or I guess maybe up to three by the time you got, by the time he wakes up and stuff like that and, and gets described what's going on. But like, you get, you get the very quick sense of like where they're at, like this whole like new world that's there and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, very quickly. Cool. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad that you're able to pull that out because I was worried. No, it's all there for sure. Um, it just, you, you personally though, know, like, man, there was like a whole nother level of description no, and, and, and world yeah. building that's there that, you know, that you had to sacrifice a bit for, you know, a page count. Yeah. And that's a little bit of my concern is that I, I adhered too much to not necessarily formula, but the the whole story circle concept within eight pages that and maybe it was too literal and I'm worried about that too. That now now see now I'm back to doubting myself. So <laughs> Derek, you're good enough. You're smart enough. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. People love you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough two months. I need to forget. That's why I'm glad we're recording this now, so I can forget about it in a, in uh, in a week or two. And then, yeah. Also, I mean, when you're like, you know, you're impressed at like, you know, how quick like you know either Phil or I wrote stuff. I mean, Phil's is mostly in the lobby, uh, and and I guess in the room going back and forth. Mine really only takes place in like. Oh well, from, no, from no, a no. lot from a lobby to a room to another. like, there's not a whole lot of world building that has to go in. Like, I don't have to come up with the hotel is set, you know, uh, with majestic mountains and all these. Like, again, oh. like you walk into a lobby, like Phil, you were saying earlier, like you you cut out stuff that you didn't have to explain. Are you saying last episode uh, where you didn't have to explain? Oh, there's bell carts and there's all these other things because. People know what a lobby. Everybody is. knows what a lobby is. Like, yeah, it's well, very easy to go through and and write something if it's something very straightforward. Of here's a hotel lobby, and you're like, uh, I have a giant tree filled with uh, books and a talking bear and uh, a bunch of other stuff going on. So I mean, it's. It, but but then Keith, to your point, even though those things are there, was it necessary? Did I? make my path that much harder by trying to do specific things because in my mind I wanted to follow this this particular path mm-hmm. you know um and please don't diminish your work I'm just more marveled at the fact you guys can crank I can't I cannot sit down and just start cranking out stuff no matter the genre or the location or anything like that I just can't my brain won't allow it so the fact that you guys can, I'm very envious of that. Well, I want to, I want to justify why I was able to do that uh, because I can't always just sit down and hammer out pages at the same time. Um, I, I was like Keith and then I didn't know where to, you know, drama was a big block for me as well. And you were in the same heat as Keith. Too. We're in the oh, same group. Um, nutritionist and a wake-up call. Nutritionist, wake-up mm-hmm. call, drama. And immediately when I heard drama, I'm picturing like Revolutionary Road and these very serious, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like a nutritionist drama. <laughs> you know, like, what does that even look, you know, like, I wish you cared as much about 
uh, your children as you did good eat, you Bailey know, like this, teens. Yeah. this, this marriage that's, you know, they're not my children. I know about your affair. There's these weird, you know, like heightened, mm-hmm. uh, uh, stakes. And, uh, so it, like, that was my initial, like first 10 minutes of like, what the hell do I do with this? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, remember last year when we went on the forums in round one and we found all those people who were like, I don't like my props. I'm not doing it. Mm, yes. Yeah. Like I legitimately just thought I'm just not going to do it. I made it to round two <laughs> and that's good enough. I made it here. And then I'm not, you know, uh, but then I was just like, I can do dialogue. So what's a, what's a wake up call look like? You're like, mm-hmm. Derek and Keith are going to expect me to come on and talk about something. I can't just, <laughs> I, I can just pretend I yeah. submitted something. I'm, you could 100% say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't like it. I don't know. Um, so I just started writing the dialogue of a wake up call. And um, the whole thing kind of grew out of that. Initially, I drew it from uh, the perspective of, of Kim in the room uh, mm-hmm. receiving the call. Uh, and I wrote uh, five pages in, in the next hour. I, I it, it just kind of, the more I wrote, the more kind of, you know, I can, uh, typically I write dialogue, not necessarily good dialogue or character specific dialogue, but I can sit down and just start writing random dialogue out and just seeing what forms out of that. And so like, it kind of worked as an idea generator and um, I just worked out all the dialogue that I could until I was satisfied with what it was. And then I wrote down any other like random ideas of like directions to take it in. What was it going to be about? Uh, maybe who explore what, what did I want to explore in these characters? And I just wrote those down on a sheet of paper. I went to bed hmm. and uh, the next morning I, you know, fresh eyes, uh, just got to work and switched it. And, and I made it all from the perspective of Bert at the front desk. Um, and that was, uh, then it, it got a lot more organic and it was that same kind of thing that it sounds like you guys had where you started to realize like, Oh, drama isn't just this very stale, very boring based on a novel, uh, written 50 years ago kind of thing. Um, it, you know, this is a, this is a pleasant conversation between two lonely people and that they're lonely and finding each other. That's where the drama is like that's, and in one, once you kind of, uh, or once I, I kind of figured that out, it was, it was like the, the process kind of informed me, uh, what it was. I know that sounds pretentious. And I know people who say, oh, my character writes themselves. I'm like, uh-huh. I, 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 I know that's that like this that. cliche thing. But it really uh, like this came together initial the initial story and the initial uh first draft, first full draft really came together like pretty, I don't want to say effortlessly, but it it came a lot easier than I I initially thought it would when I saw I ended up in a drama category. And then it was about uh the the rest of the weekend. I mean, that was by Saturday afternoon. I had, I think uh 10 or 11 page draft. And so most of the rest of the weekend was spent editing that down to the page count and working on 
the dialogue so it sounded like character specific and i really wanted it to be uh i don't know if i succeeded in it or not i didn't want it to be romantic between the characters i wanted it to be like oh these are just like a connection uh -huh. um and i just kind of had specific ideas of what i wanted these characters to be uh and then i got some feedback from uh from you guys uh i sent it out to zach and austin as well i did a table read with my wife that helped me uh iron out some of the weird you know kind of snags that you guys ever read your script out loud and you're like oh it sounds totally shitty out loud you get like three words in a row that you can't even say properly <laughs> right uh it's it's you know like Robert, that kind baby of buggy bumpers <laughs> yes. put that in there why the hell would I even write that? Yep. Um, but it, it just like that, listening back to that, I record it on my phone and then I just listen back the next morning and I'm like, oh God, yeah. It just pinpoints so much stuff. Um, but that was it. It was, it was a lot of uh, uh, breaking down what I initially wrote and, and kind of refining it, which is, you know, maybe not as fun, but it's, I think where I kind of became more satisfied with like, I, I'm, I'm kind of where Keith is at with mine, where it's like, this maybe isn't I, I my favorite thing that I've ever written. Um, I, I like the big idea that I, that I hit on. I like the dialogue that I wrote. Um, and I even, uh, uh, because Derek, you said, uh you know break up the the dialogue mm -hmm. a little bit and what i initially started doing was starting to put like shots in there mm -hmm. like shot description and then i'm just sort of like no no because what i wanted to i started to think like this would be a really cool short film to make where you never really see either of them you could see like bert like maybe out of focus or you see his name tag or um, but it's mm -hmm. just like shots of the lobby, shots of the food, shots of the vacuum, clean, you know, and I'm just like, that could be actually kind of cool. And so I started to kind of plot that out and I'm like, oh no, that's too much. That's a shooting script. And that's totally different. Uh, kind of, by the way, also, I, I like that idea of like, maybe at like, at most you see Bert's chin. Yeah. And that's about, you know, that's and and like, so like, uh, he's out of focus in the distance or a silhouette or the back of his head or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Or when he goes to, and like, so you can see like, you can see his like head kind of like look down to yeah. look, check his name tag, but you still don't ever see who Bert actually looks like. Uh, and so yeah. like that, that I, I, I really like that idea of, uh, of that being how it's shot. To, yeah. And it's like, and I didn't have, I didn't have character descriptions in there. I didn't want them to be a certain age. I didn't want them to be, you know, I didn't want race. I didn't want any, anything to play into it where any of that would matter. I just wanted this to be like a, anonymous people on the phone. And uh, so I thought that would be a cool way to play it, but also like putting camera shots in there, like that eats up so much page space. If you, were gonna, yeah, it does. if you were gonna do that. So it's like, okay, <laughs> that's out. Uh, but breaking up with like little actions uh, that I could do um, that did help out a lot. And at the end of the day, I'm not, I don't want to downplay it too much because I, I do like the ideas of what I did. And I think it could make a, a, a cool short film, but it um, uh, maybe just because it took me a while, uh, a few minutes to get over that, that mental block of like, oh, a drama, 
you know, like it, it kind of uh, put a little bit of an anchor on it. And I don't know if, if I did, it, it sounds a lot like uh, uh, you too, Derek, where I'm just sitting here kind of going, is it, is this a drama? It's a lighthearted conversation. Are they going to look at this yeah. and go, this isn't dramatic, you know, or, or, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I did it right, but I don't dislike what I did either. You know, what's crazy. And I think this happens with a lot of those genres, like suspense, drama, even horror. It really depends on how it's made. Right. Cause, yeah. cause you, you, you ever mm. see when somebody cuts like, um, like a horror movie, but puts, makes it funny. Yes. Right. It's a hundred percent how it's, how it's made and, and then edited, edit, 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 I can't, I can never say the word. Right. So it's a hundred percent like that. And, and, and I told you, Phil, like when I was, when I was reading it, I had the a hundred percent and it doesn't even have to be romantic. It just, I, that, that vibe that that how it rolled together reminded me of the trunk scene of out of sight right where where clooney is is clooney is very flirtatious in that moment right and in uh j-lo is not she's actually very aggressive and it's like well give me my gun i'll show you sort of thing right like those sorts of things but there's this acquiescence to the mood right and like that's how that felt to me. Like I pictured it in my head as him talking on the phone, but you never seeing her face, just like uh, her mouth uh, uh, against the phone or like a right. nose to chin sort of thing. Uh, and, and like, th- however it, however it's directed and delivered would determine the tone. It's still dramatic. I mean, it could be still romantic or not rom- totally platonic. Right. Uh, it's just 100% of delivery. And uh, that's how I envisioned it in my head. And, it it was the 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 dialogue's pace was back and forth enough, clever enough to keep it interesting and make me want to keep reading more. Uh, and I really appreciated that. I really liked the whole way that it unfolded. But like I said, you know, like boy, you got four pages of straight dialogue. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> throw an action in there just to break yeah. it up a little bit, and Wait, you did. And then the actions that you threw in, I was like, I really enjoy that action. It makes Bert a little goofy kind of takes away from maybe the the if you read it in and into ro- a romantic way it makes it less so he's just he's just kind of asexual it's just like oh, it's Bert with an e <laughs> it's uh so my yeah. name Texas I picture it as uh uh you ever see Donald Glover in uh the Martian where he's just sort of that really awkward mm-hmm. like rocket scientist genius kind of yes. aloof guy yeah mm-hmm. um uh like that but um yeah, you guys probably maybe fall into this too. I hope I'm not the only one, but like when you're writing it and you uh, you don't really see the bigger picture and then someone goes, oh, you got four straight pages of dialogue here. And it's like, oh, I had no idea. It was sure. four fucking mm-hmm. pages of dialogue, <laughs> you know, until you go and, and actually look mm-hmm. at it and you're like, oh, wow, that's what it looks like in page format. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little different. By the way, your Phil, your idea of uh, shooting this as like a, a short. Yeah. Um, I I like the idea of like you know you you know seeing Bert and you see a certain thing or like maybe occasionally he's typing at the like the keyboard like you know you know checking somebody in or, or doing something along those lines while he's on the phone and then every time she's talking is when you're seeing like other like 
weird angles of, oh, of yeah. the hotel and getting him kind of you know uh, out of focus or like you're seeing people eating at the buffet and so uh and then you're back to bert doing something like it's you know more because that you never i i took it as you never see her at all during the entire right thing is not like not like a back and forth of uh cut back to her room cut back to this room um type deal um so if you ever do get around to doing that i that, that, that seems like a really cool concept you'll get a producer credit for that keith Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give um, you 50 bucks to make it so that gets me yeah. EP credit. <laughs> also, I mean, uh, you know, and I said earlier, like, I didn't spend a lot of time sitting and, and actually typing, but like, you know, when I woke up that on, uh, on the Friday morning, I went outside, I did a bunch of yard work and just the whole time I was doing yard work, I was like, all right, there, here's where I am. And just constantly working the whole thing. So that once I actually did like stop and sit down, I was able to like churn out a lot of ideas that were already in my head um, and, and, and get them out there and that they had been kind of decently worked uh, in, in my mind already by the time I had to actually sit down and, and, and start typing and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it was so that's helpful in, to just do something else. Yeah. I mean, like, I was like, it's a nice day. I have things I actually have to get done. I could just sit in front of the computer all day and type, but let, let me, let me do, try and, you know, do two things here um, and just, you know, mow lawn and picking weeds and uh, just knocking the ideas around in my head until I, I hammered out and got some, got myself to the part of here's what I want to start. Here's what I want to end. But like, then once I started typing, I was like, all right, let's fix up the end. Like, how do we make the ending look right? Um, and, and, you know all the other ways to kind of uh connect everything together how many times am i going to mention that there's faulty pipes right uh, and right. Are, are people going to be like oh we got it jesus it's something's going to happen with the pipes at some point in time you know and uh and, and check not, off and, bad pipes yeah. <laughs> yeah and and not having it be you know too much or, or too big of a you know, like don't reference it like every other line or something like that um <laughs> If it wasn't for these pipes, I'd be getting to sleep. Well, get to a different room. I can't. Yeah. So I'm stuck with these pipes. Mm-hmm. These rotten pipes. Are well, that's it. I was like, falling pipes. I was also like, oh, I really need to mention <laughs> that. Like, hey, we don't have any other rooms here. So I want to. So. And so, Keith, what's really funny about your your pipe thing mm. is we went down to visit my in-laws. Uh, I don't know, like over this spring maybe it was closer maybe it was before the new year i can't remember it was a while ago but we always stayed at a hotel because it's just easier and the closest town is like 30 minutes from their house but it's also a college town and we didn't realize it was the college homecoming that weekend Mm -hmm. so we only could get one room and we walk in and my daughter's like oh yeah did you see the bathroom the the paint's coming off i'm like well that doesn't make any sense we just figured she was you know, crazy cuckoo. And then my, my <laughs> other daughter, the younger one's like, I saw the, the ceiling was falling down. I was like, wait, t-. I go in there and they clearly had like a leak in the pipes. The, the ceiling was falling down into the bathtub. I was like, Jesus. Christ. Jesus. So we had to go. They had one more room and the, the room was not being rented out because the air conditioning didn't work. And uh, it was <laughs> very warm, uh, but it was better than having the ceiling collapse on us, which I assumed would have happened. 
so I actually had an emotional connection with your story, Keith. Oh, look at that. I didn't make you cry, but you know. Oh, well, you did. I just didn't tell you until now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you guys remember. I I originally told you guys that I was like going to do a, a Arctic fox and a yeah. underground and like a polar bear. <laughs> like I had all these. I all was these really ideas. interested to see that story, actually. Uh, yeah, me too. But I couldn't figure out how it was going to work in eight pages. So I decided to do something even harder. And make it, make it work in eight pages, but uh, that first day I actually had the day off of work because I originally took it off because of uh, preschool graduations and all this kind of stuff. But COVID laid waste to those plans, so I had the day off of work entirely, uh, and I ended up like outlining uh, my beats. And I I took a screenshot of my outline, and I ended up writing a whole story out in prose form kind of uh broken up into chunks uh, i wouldn't say it was ready to publish or anything but it was you know like here's this and like two paragraphs and here's this and another two paragraphs and that was the basis of my story and that's how i ended up working on that like phil you like wow. I sat down and ch- ch- you know cranked out five pages of dialogue i just sat there and and wrote the story from beginning to end and then figured out how to make a script out of it that was that was my approach this time. Well, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't feel good about it yeah. anymore. Derek, you had uh, such a big story in eight pages. Uh, and you had mentioned at one point that you could have, you could have kept it going easily. Oh, sure. Uh, do, you, do you have plans to expand this? Yes. Like in the future, like turn it into a full feature length. In full disclosure, like it, some of some of the ideas came from other things that I had thought about for the previous two years. I, I, like, sure, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I was cheating. Like, oh, I had a script laying around, a story laying around. And I just made it up. Uh, but there are ideas in there, and and the thing that I really wanted to touch on with this story was the uh, coping with sadness and anger and not let it, or sadness and frustration not letting make you angry and it was ruining you from anger right that was my that was my whole what i wanted to do and he was going to be uh because from experience you know a teenager or divorced parents and just the that whole hormonal you know roller coaster of life and i really wanted that to be that and and I could have, if I would have wrote the story I wanted to, to fit in the script form the way I felt like it could have been for this competition, it would have been close to 20 pages, I think. Um, And that's why I had to, like, when I was five deep, and I'm like, well, I'm not even out of the first act yet, and I only got three more to go. I need to do that. Um, and, And one of the things I remember from last year was the feedback was like, oh, this is great. I can see how this could be a bigger story. And then the the what it needs work on, the the guys, I don't want to say guy, the person, the judge said literally, now in terms of this competition, like like it was like, yes, we understand a big story when we see one, but there is a competition with parameters that you need to follow. Here's how you could have done it better for the competition. And that's where I started paring things down 
And then I cut three pages down to one, five pages down right. to two, uh, and, and going from there. So I, I kind of played game uh, with with the story, and I hope that the story doesn't suffer for it. And I feel like it might, um, but we'll see. I uh, I I hope it is helpful to you, um, but I also I just want to reiterate that I I think. You nailed it in the eight pages, uh, but at the same time, I would love to see an, an expanded version of this where you can put in uh, every all of the ideas that you wanted to mm-hmm. plug in and just didn't have just didn't have room for. Yeah, because I, I just think there's such a such a huge story and such great potential for a big uh, a, a big almost. I don't want to say epic fantasy uh, uh, because that just feels different, but like just a real, like kind of modern day fantasy story. I think that that could be fully realized. I appreciate that. And that's kind of how I felt when I was done. I was like, boy, this could be something cool and bigger. While we're sitting here, I I kind of, I was scrolling throughout because I was trying to see what the other, um, the other groups were uh, because you have fairy tale. And then there is also fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's there, and those two seem to like really seems redundant. Yeah, they I, seem to bleed so together too. completely. But I think the big, and that's where I had the problem. I was like, I don't know what it is until I saw that thing. And the, the fairy tale doesn't have to be fantasy. I think that one of the biggest things about fairy tales is normal person put in an extraordinary world that solves the problem right it's so like Pan, pan's labyrinth i think yes is, is the best like modern fairy tale yep and that was one that list too black swan and pan's labyrinth but it's like normal person no powers solves problem also one, one thing i do that i do like and, and obviously derek yours is you know, like i probably not very probably not very doable though but most of the ones that we have written over like the last two years are a lot of ones that could actually be made pretty, uh, pretty easily, like little short films. I haven't made like a that. single thing that could be made. <laughs> I haven't written a single yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I mean, we just got to find a capuchin monkey for you for the first one. Yeah, that, I mean, there's easy, a car accident. A lot of squibs. Vomiting clowns yeah. and squibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, most of the ones that have been put together have yeah. been. Uh, I would actually, but yours are the ones I want to see made the most, Derek. <laughs> I, I do want to see the the car accident. It it has a, and after watching Barry, it has a very Barry vibe to it. That whole ridiculous thrown into yeah. super serious and real dark comedy edge to it. Thank you both for reading and offering feedback and helping me. Like once again, first round, I was down to literally that was the worst because I was I think I finished my first draft with like two hours before submission. So it's like, well, first draft, best draft. Um, this one I was able to do a little rework on and I appreciate you guys reading and offering feedback. Yeah. Helped me in the long run. I don't know that I had that much feedback for you, man. Or you Keith, that just had, I think one thing you guys, I think you guys were firing on all cylinders coming into, to round two. It really, um, it really was impressive, especially since you guys were were looking forward to it. I didn't even remember <laughs> that results were coming out. 
until like the day they were. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I have to write a script this weekend. Pleasant um, surprise. Or and, unpleasant uh, surprise, depending on how you look. Yeah. At it. So I had like really no pressure on me. It was just something like I was like, okay, I guess I'm I'm doing this now. Um, and I didn't really expect to be, so I didn't have ex I didn't bring expectation in or anything. It just I really it was kind of nice to forget about it and just be a blank slate coming into it. I helped with the pressure a lot, actually. That's good. And you know what I think helps too is the round doesn't carry over. And maybe that hurts Keith because he he plays so highly in, in his heat. But like it's clean slate every round, right? So you could you can take the goods, take the beds, you take them both. There you have there you have the facts of life, right? And you just move on and you just roll with the punches and do another one. That's I don't know if 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 for the, the grace of God there goes Derek and I make it to the the finals. I don't know if I can do 24 hours. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be awake for the 24 hours to do it. Uh, I, I will say that I, that 48 hour one that I signed up, I think that I think that's gonna help me if I if I get a chance to write again, um, because I because of the fact that I was able to do something and work with that, and I also think Derek, I think one thing that'll help is when you get that is if they just give you two prompts and there's no specific genre, mm-hmm. then you can just honing on what you feel is your strongest suit and that should help you what is it it's it's two pages three pages three pages 24 hours three pages you choose the genre and then you got the the element or the theme and then the character prompts Mm -hmm. Mm, i've written three page comics Mm. i could maybe hours no not in 24 hours that's my big thing it's like so the process, like the first round, eight days, I spent, you know, three, four, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. This one, I spent 24 hours doing. Fairly. Well, your research process is really intense. You're like reading yeah. about the genre and the history of it. And uh... it's my own fault. I, I'm going <laughs> to, if it gets to the 24 hours, I'm just going to have to do, you know, like smart people do and just crank. The Midnight Riders are Phil and Austin Rude, Keith Gala, Zach Jackson, and myself, Derek Glasscock. Phil Rude is a comic artist, writer, and podcaster. Find his work at philrude.com, and you can listen to his podcast, The Picture Show, wherever podcasts are found. Austin Rude is an artist, writer, D&D player, and educator. He lives at home where he watches and reviews movies with his dad on The Picture Show, which you can find on your podcatcher of choice. Keith is an all-around good chap who hosts That Was Great, Wasn't It? and is one-third of the Monster Hunters podcast. Find him online on Twitter at KG3030 and at How Great Was That? Zach is a writer and video editor. Find some of his other podcast work at geekrising.com and follow him on Twitter at Boss Ross Jackson and on Instagram at boss underscore Ross underscore Jackson. As for me, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Monster Hunters podcast, where we take an unserious deep dive into everyone's favorite sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. You can also find me on Twitter at Derek, the number nine and the word nine.